Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Dunk You Very Much. This is Taipei's number one English language NBA podcast coming to you live from the heart of the combat zone. Your host, Sam Yarbs. We have a special pod in store for you today. We are redrafting the last three years of the NBA draft. That's right. We weren't content to do this one, not just two. The last three years of the NBA draft, looking at the top 10 draft picks and going back over with the benefit of hindsight and saying who we would have selected going forward. Uh, Matt, are you ready for this uh, redraft? I'm super excited. Uh, got a big list. Uh, Nerlens Noel and Jalil Okafor. Jalil Okafor will not be on this list. Speak for your own list, Matt. I have them both going very high. I am, yeah, I'm a pro hinky guy, as you know from our last pod. Uh, yeah, no, we're basically this we. I trust the process. We, we, I'm trusting all sorts of processes. We went back over the last three years. Uh, it's been an amazing rookie class this year, and we all think that uh, last year's rookie class is certainly uh, not as impressive, at least in their rookie offerings. And then the year before, you go back to players who should be now in their third year, kind of a kind of dominating. This is a really really interesting interesting look at this young generation the NBA and so we went back through and we're going to redraft uh, and, and and we should uh, have some of these draft picks up to talk about kind of the order that they actually did go in um, yeah so starting with uh, 2015 Carl Anthony Towns went one D'Angelo Russell two Okafor three Porzingis four There's a lot of talent there not not too much to complain about Mario Hazonia Super five. Mario yeah Willie Collie Stein, 6th, Moutier, 7th, Stanley Johnson, 8th, Kaminsky, 9th, Winslow, 10th, and then, uh, yeah, so on and so forth. But uh, yeah. So we've gone through the whole list of all the players that were drafted in these years, and we're going to do a redraft. And this is, to be clear, with the benefit of hindsight, right? We're not putting ourselves in the, in the shoes of a GM at that time. Oh, for me, I definitely would have done things exactly how I predicted this like okay perfect yeah 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 i knew i knew matt's got that perfect prediction all right so looking back at that 2015 uh draft matt uh who do you have as your top pick for the 2015 draft so it's really interesting because we're gonna do 15 16 and 17 and Mm. 2017 i spent about 20 minutes debating things crossing Mm. things off the list it was one yeah it it was really difficult because there's so much unknown (laughs) where do you put faults like he was number one. He hasn't played. Like, does that drop him? Like, you know. But, uh... <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, it, it does. does. He has not played. a lot, yeah. But 2015, like, you really kind of see, you know, who the guys are. Yeah, you this know, is the one where we have the most super data, easy. basically. So, yeah. 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 I mean, number one, Christoph Porzingis. Uh, I had a, I had Norman Powell, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christoph Porzingis is a clear number one pick uh, for, for that, that draft. That's yeah. replacing Anthony Towns. So, that's... that's, that's yeah, I mean, that, a little I mean, controversial. That's a little, yeah. There's maybe a little something to be discussed, but I think right now, uh, if if Minnesota called New York and said we'll give you Towns for Przingis, New York would hang up the phone quite angrily. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> With an angry and an angry tone of voice, Kristaps has been a menace on both ends of the court. Uh, protecting the rim, shooting from three, uh, uh, yeah, just doing things on both ends of the court, which is what you want from your your primetime player. Christophe Porzingis, the clear number one pick from that draft. Who right. do you have as number two? Number two, I have Towns. You know, he, he's it's crazy because the preseason GMs were pulled on you know which player would you build your franchise around. Mm-hmm. Towns was number one. 
But now, uh, you know, we don't really talk about Towns in a positive way. Yeah, the His defensive yeah. liabilities, his offense seems like he doesn't really care that much. He's not really following what the coach wants. The Timberwolves just kind of feel bad, man. It kind of feels bad, man. It feels it's almost bad. like a seasonal d- depression or whatever yeah, it's called. Like, yeah. you're just, you're living in the... They need one of those ultraviolet lights light. they just stare at it for a or while. Or like a salt yeah. rock, like heat the salt rock Something. and get that salt in the air. Yeah, it feels bad, man. But, you know, but, like, you can't bury how, how talented Towns is. And, like, and he's such, he's a young guy, too. you got to figure, like, he came into the league with promise as a defensive player. He's so rangy and athletic. That he could he could chase guys around the perimeter. He seems like everything you'd want in a five. Yeah. I don't really know kind of what happened. I mean, I don't know if Thibodeau playing all of his starters every minute of every game is the right. best thing. Um, but yeah, Towns. I would. I mean, you definitely have him as number two. But Kristaps is definitely at this point. You, I'd bank on Kristaps more than Towns. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear, Sam. I'm really curious who your number three is. That's interesting. Okay, you want to toss it to me? Yeah, I'm tossing to you. I got Miles Turner as my number three. Yeah, that's my, my main man. Yeah, Miles Turner is my number Turner. three. We got Turner. Yeah. I love, uh, I mean, you know, the the Old Depot and Sabonis move to Indiana has got kind of the highlights, but yep. Miles is uh, leading the league in blocks last time I checked and mm-hmm. uh, uh, has been an absolute force and is just a young, big, who's versatile and chases guys around the perimeter, does those kind of defensive things we talked about. And, uh, yeah, I like him above any of the other guys you that we have on the rest of the list. There's a, there's a the number four makes a name for himself, but I, I would take Miles. Yeah, three. you know, what's really interesting and really kind of special about him was last year he was the star of his team. Yeah. I mean, it was Paul George, I guess, but, like, it was sort of like you're building on Miles Turner, like, there's so much attention. Mm-hmm. This season it's kind of shifted and he's sort of, like, playing a role. Yeah. I like a player who can do both, you know? Like, yeah. when, when it's time, like, he can shine, and when it's time, he can take a step back. Like that's that's what you want in an NBA player, I think. So especially out of NBA bigs, especially out of NBA bigs, you don't want a big who needs. You know, like when is that last time that has gone well? Yeah, it's a big who needs touches all the time. That's right. not like it's like almost a curse word. But the number four guy did give me a run for the money. I think there's a legit debate. Are we going to disagree for the first time? Well, who did you have as number four? D'Angelo Russell. I have Devin Booker at number four. Devin Booker. Devin Booker, yeah. Am I am I totally did I did I totally miss him? No, he's he's in this. Yeah, Devin Booker oh, was so, the thirteenth pick in the draft. Yeah, sorry. So did I. I actually wrote my list on my arm. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say when you look at it. Actually, you look to your left to your right. I actually right, wrote yeah. my list on my arm. Uh, yeah. So my bad. Yeah, I actually had Booker fourth too. Yeah. I, I do kind of feel bad about putting him behind Turner. I think there's. A, I think that's an interesting debate. You look at the future of the NBA. Like, is it, it kind of depends if you see as Booker as Curry light, right? Or if you see him as just a really, really good shooter playing for a team that's gonna let him get all the shots he wants. Right. Which is kind of where I see him a little bit more. Which is why I prefer Turner. Yeah. So I mean, spoiler alert: I have Russell five. So I have Russell fifth as well. So, so yeah, we yeah, can back so, them both out. Yeah. But both of these point guards are point guards who can score but can't play defense. Do you feel like that's like? Well, we need like is any NBA team saying like, "Whoa, we we need this guy." Like, yeah. "Whoa, uh, a point guard who can light it up." Like, I feel like oh. every team has a point guard that can light it up. I mean, if you and give if, a guy th- like 20 shots a game and you have you the know. ball in your hand the whole time, like I, I just don't think this this sort of a speciality is is that important. I think it's yeah. really easy to get and I think uh, I think both these guys are good at scoring, but like that's yeah. that's not really they kind of like the, the scoring point guard is kind of the new 2010 big man. 
Mm. We used to have these 20.10 rebound big men. You dump the ball in the post, they get their 20 and 10 every night, and their teams would lose. But now you have these kind of, but now the big men have been replaced by these kind of wings and these and these and these guards who don't defend and hurt you on the defensive end, but they put up big numbers. I don't know if Russell and Booker are, we we can really put them in that category yet. Booker could be a special player. This we could look foolish in a couple of years. He could be just a shooting savant, just an absolute like meteor. Like he he scores, he puts up insane numbers. And Russell, it looks really invigorated by his fresh start. Again, these guys are still young. Um, but I'd still rather have Miles Turner for both of them. Yeah. I just think having the ball in your hand, like, just inflates your stats so much. Yeah, of course, like, You yeah. control everything. I mean... That's a great point, yeah. So, Sam, besides the Cavaliers, yeah. which team has a bad point guard? Besides the Cavaliers? Uh, I run, still like Drew Holiday. I still, so, I still... So, if you run through the list, like, I mean... It's, uh... While you're thinking, like... You know, people would say like, oh, the Lakers. Schroeder. You know, sh- <laughs> oh, I should have saw that coming. Okay, besides the Lakers and the Cavaliers. Uh, okay, so I should have saw that one coming. But I mean, it's like, you know, people are like, oh, Land. I was like, well, you know, Schroeder's pretty, Schroeder's playing much better this year. Like, yeah. he, it's like, yeah, because he shoots all the time. Like, he averages 13 points. Like, and he shoots all the time. I was going to say the Bulls, but even, like, Chris Dunn has had some nice... See, games I mean, like, recently. Chris Dunn's had a couple nice games. The guy with the ball always looks a lot better than the rest of the team Like yeah. moving around without the ball. That's so. interesting. What team has the worst point guard uh, except outside of the Lakers and, uh, and, the, Cav- and, and the, Cavaliers. Sure the Cavaliers? Yeah, the, Cav- yeah, yeah, the Cavaliers. They yeah. have Derrick Rose when he feels like it. Slash starting Calderon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Calderon but is Isaiah starting. waiting in the wings. Holy shit, Vegas. Calderon is starting for them. Like, yeah. It's not even close. Al Matador himself player. is in there. Uh, so that's our top five. We we agree. We, we we reversed. No, we we actually agreed all the way through. All the way through. Uh, with uh, Porzingis, Towns, uh, Turner, uh, yep. Devin Booker, and D'Angelo Russell. Number six is where it probably gets a little squirrely. Uh, I got uh, Ubre. You Kelly Ubre. Yeah, I I love the swag. I love like just like that. Uh, there's just like the kind of the winner's mentality. I, th- yeah. I think I think it means a lot, and I think he's got the talent to back it up. I hate but, uh, when you use the word "winner's mentality" with any Washington Wizards. <laughs> those guys talk like they have a winner's mentality, and then they go out and don't win. <laughs> Just, but I sometimes don't... they wear all black. This some yeah. Oh, it's a funeral game, bro. It's a funeral game. I had Terry Rozier at number six. Okay, I, I like uh, Ubre. I, uh, I mean, I, I'll, let I'll, me check my arm. Yeah, he's on my list. I will cop to not having seen uh, enough Wizards to really have a solid opinion on Ubre. I do not have my finger on Ubre. I, I watched some Wizards games, especially when they play the Celtics. I watched a couple of their West Coast games. I didn't see a ton of Ubre. Uh, I, I mean, he's out there. I don't know. He he didn't do anything that jumped off the page to me. Whereas I watched the Celtics day in and day out, and I fucking love me some Terry Rozier. I would, I would, I would. But I'm sure the Celtics would. You're probably right in that the Celtics would probably trade Rozier for Ubre. For sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is like who yeah. would who would say no? I think yeah. It'd be I would say no. <laughs> it's just just me. It's just me. It's just me saying no. All right. So uh, on to on to number seven there. Yeah. I think this one is probably not on your list. Because he's on the team you 
hate the most is uh, Rashawn Holmes. I, I, oh. I love Rashawn Holmes. Right? I thought he you were going to say... so good. I thought you were going to say my number seven, which is Larry Nance Jr. Who oh, really? Yeah, that? Yeah, that team, make my list. Another team that I actually hate. A starting... I mean, if what a player you called trash on the Brandon Thompson podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we should tell you something uh, about the players I have below him on this okay, list. I think, I think this, Less than trash. I think, this, I think this draft dropped off pretty steeply after five, and I think Rozier is kind of a gem uh, amongst those other guys, but uh, I, I had... Let, I had Larry Nance. You have uh, Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes currently backing up Trevor Booker, who's backing up Joel Embiid, who is injured half the time and has to back up Amir Johnson. <laughs> I I think I think Booker never plays for them. You think Booker never plays for that? I, I think Booker I think takes all of Amir Johnson's minutes. Well, maybe that, but not Rashawn Holmes' minutes. Like Rashawn Holmes is too good. I mean, yeah. If you can get the fourth string uh, center on the on the Philadelphia 76ers at the seventh pick, you got to take that every time for sure. Man, he's efficient <laughs> when he plays. I, I love everything about him. <coughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy to say about this young team, but they actually have too much front court depth. Like mm-hmm. they they really just they do it, and yeah. Sarge plays the four as well. And yeah, they actually they do they do it, it's a it's a bit of a a clog right there, and I think that Amir Johnson. <laughs> Drafted Noel and yeah, Okafor. Yeah. Weird, weird. Why do they have a... Yeah. Oh, we drafted three big men in the first round for three years in a row. Weird. Um, yeah, I think that they have a they have a little bit of... Cl- I think Amir Johnson's got to be the odd man now. I love Amir for what he brought to the Celtics those years, but... Um, you gotta get the young guy. You gotta get you gotta, Holmes has gotta get some run, and then now Trevor Booker's in there. A little bit weird. So uh, Holmes, yeah, I, I, I like me some Holmes, but uh, yeah, but I, I had Larry Nance in there. So we're on to so, the. So Larry Nance, really, what do you like about him? Because yeah, last time we he was discussing the podcast, he was referred to as a recyclable waste. So, yeah, trash. He's trash. Uh, no, I, I I think all the Lakers. If you put on purple and gold, you're trash. But uh, so what, um, what aspect of his game? I mean, do this you is like? this is an athletic starting. I mean, he's he's a starting and a solid rotation player in the league. Which I guess Rashawn Holmes could also qualify as being a, a solid starting rotation player uh, in the league. I don't think there's any particular attribute that Nats brought to the table that put me on there any more than the fact that he's. Uh, a solid starting cog, like whereas some of these other guys, especially after that fifth pick, it starts to kind of drop off and get a little bit, a little bit not in the a little bit G leaguey after that. So it does because after the fifth pick, you're kind of like you're drafting like what are we drafting for? Like current <coughs> talent or right. potential? Are you drafting best player? Drafting for need? Trying to fill holes? Yeah. So let's do our last three here. Who did you have at number eight? I had Rogier. I'm, I'm, That's where you put Rogier. I really like watching him. Yeah. I don't know how good he is. It's hard to watch Boston and, and try to figure out how good their players are. Yeah. So they're much like the Spurs, where it's like, you know, is this guy being coached well or is this guy good? Yeah. I really don't know, but uh, he's, he's he's a switchable long wing who he's capable of bringing the ball up and initiating the offense. Good second unit point guard. I, I like them a lot, and obviously it comes a little in higher. Hot, man. That guy comes in hot. I had him as my sixth pick in in this redraft. I had a uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson as my number eight. What the fuck, really? Rondé, yeah, RHJ, RHJ. <laughs> really, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Another like um, a guy on the offensive end hasn't got it done, but he's a good defensive player. Another switchable guy. Another, 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 a good wing to have. I mean, I'm going the Danny Ainge strategy here. Let's let's just draft wings who can switch, who can switch out on and off of guys. I had RHJ as as my number eight pick. I don't know. I mean, we're we're both reaching now. Yeah, point. I mean, yeah, it's getting ready. It's getting ready. It's really not a ten-player draft. It was just a really uh, yeah. So let's bang <laughs> out nine and ten. Game ball. So uh, tell me one of your nine and ten that I, that I would take. I should I should take over RHJ. 
Well, I'm not going to put Okafor, the third, the third pick in this draft, on no. my list. Uh, I'm going to leave him off. I, 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 like, I like his potential. I love the trade for Brooklyn that we're going to talk about in our next podcast. I went Norman Powell 9. I think he's... I, I mean, had Norman Powell's my number 10. Yeah, it, it sucks because he's not great, and he's never going to be great. He doesn't have potential to be yeah. great. If you're listening to Norman Powell... Suck it. Like, I'm calling you out. <laughs> no, it just, he's kind of a role player, but he's kind of like, he's a good role player. And yeah. It's like, I mean, the draft is just the not is, that deep. It's that's what's that interesting deep. about redrafts is that you would take a, a guy like, oh, he'll be a solid second unit player. Whereas if you're really taking the number 10 pick, you're swinging for the fit. You're never going to take that. You'd be like, give me Mario Zone. Give me, yeah. give me Super Mario. He's going to be a starting two, maybe. You know, like So far, not on either of our lists. Not on either of our lists, yeah. And he's a smash cut. He's not my number nine. Yeah, Powell's my number 10 as well. My number nine is uh, Willie Colley Stein. Wow. Yeah, okay. Willie Colley, yeah. Uh, athletic, rim-protecting, big. I think he's, I think a guy who can show some flashes. I like kinda yeah. the stuff that he can do. I, I like him in spots. Um, I like to see him actually maybe push it and, 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 and show his skill set a little bit more. Uh, they, they, famous, they were talking about, uh, they interviewed him talking about what Porzingis is doing with the Knicks, and he was like, well, I can do all that. They just asked me to do different things here on yeah. the, the Kings. A little bit much, maybe, for Willie, but at the same time, like, I like that confidence, and I like, I think he's very athletic, I think he shows flashes, so I'd have him at number nine, then Powell would be number ten. And he's so long, like, when you watch him, sometimes, like, like he'll get the ball down low, and he'll, like, look to, like, kick it out, and then I realize, like, the guy on me, like, can't jump and touch my head. Like, you know, like, if I just stretch my arms and go yeah. along, like, I just try I'm, I'm going to get it in and if get If I just gumby this shit, I get all the way to the rim, yeah. And that yeah. just speaks to how bad the Kings are. They, just, they never develop any player. Like, it's rough, so, yeah. It's brutal so the way. Like, yeah. got skills. Like, I mean, what if he was on the Celtics? What if he was on the Spurs? Like, this would be a great player. Yeah. like, hey, you're really long. Don't worry about everything else. Like, you're long. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so that wraps up the. Uh, oh, sorry, you didn't get your number ten. Sorry. Number ten, I got uh, Sir Dominic Potier. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, he never panned out. He never made it to the NBA. But <laughs> you know, at the number ten pick of this draft, you know, you gotta look for some uh, some positivity and you know, being called Sir. Like I, I didn't really research how Sir Dominic Potier got uh, his surname, but uh, it, it was. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta love the name, and you gotta love that a player named Sir was drafted in the second round. He was the fifty third pick in the That's uh, amazing. That's pick. amazing. And uh, yeah, so uh, shout out to him, and uh, I hope his uh, NBA career is uh, still still on that's, the move. And that's amazing. Hard that, re- that reminds me of a quick story. A quick story. My my favorite Olympian of all time. My favorite Olympian of all time in the Winter Olympics. Uh, Mexico, not a country famous for sending people to the Winter Olympics. Oh yeah, but there was just there was famously there was one guy. He was born in Austria, and he was actually a son of a count. He was a he was a he was like a, a prince basically in Austria. But he had some Mexican lineage, where his his family had had business interests in Mexico, and he was technically like born on Mexican soil. So he had Mexican citizenship, but he was an Austrian like, it, man. His father knocked up like the uh, Mexican man, as you do, and so he competed in the Winter Olympics for Mexico in their downhill skiing program. But he had no pretensions. He was like 40 years old at the time. And he had no pretensions of winning the Olympics at all. 
but he dressed in the most incredible designer like Mexican outfits. He had like he had like uh, like pistols on his side and things like that. And he would go down this downhill like ski course, Gonzalez. cutting no, just cutting the widest loops, the slowest turns. He would blow kisses the entire way down. Go Amazing. and go for his, He would finish in last place in every Olympic heat and look the best doing it. He's my favorite Olympian of all time, the Mexican downhill skier from Austria, the Count. Look that guy up. He's Shout absolutely out to fantastic. Him. Shout out to Sir Dominic Poitier, a former NBA draft pick. Uh, yeah. And let's Love move it. on to the 2016 NBA draft. Matt, you want to break down harder. the top it's, 10? Yeah, okay. it's getting harder, but. Uh, yeah, here we go. Number one, Ben Simmons, said out his rookie year. Number Who? Two, Ingram. Three, Jalen Brown. Trash. Number four, Dragon Bender. Did not make my list. Spoiler alert. Number five, Chris Dunn. Six, Buddy Heal. J- Jamal Murray at seventh, Marquise Chris at eighth. So the the Phoenix Suns had the fourth and the eighth pick. Trash. How they doing? <laughs> uh, number nine, Jakob Pertl, uh, playing pretty well in uh, Toronto. And number ten, Thon Maker. So those are the, the big names. Big names in that top ten. Um, yeah, interesting on top. We're getting closer and closer to these players having less and less NBA time, so we have less to judge them off. Um, I don't know about you, uh, I have Chris Dunn as my number one. Who did you that? Oh, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. I should have warned you. I was going to say that. Uh, ben Simmons is my number one pick. I'm just going to spoil it. I got the one, two, and three in order. Ben Simmons is by far number one. Ingram's got the most potential. I love Jalen Brown. He's got so much potential, but I, I love that order. One, two, three. I disagree. I have uh, Simmons, Brown, and then Ingram. All right, well, that's yeah, yeah. pretty similar. I, I think Brown and Ingram are... It's an interesting debate. I think mm. Brown is so good on both ends of the floor. Man, yeah. he's the kind of player I really want. But I do think that Ingram still has that skinny Durant potential. And yeah, I, I, I think, think Ingram is trash, but he 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 puts up too many <laughs> points for me to put him less than third. I mean, Brown is is doing everything you could ask for a guy on a team that's one of the top four teams in the NBA, and uh, he's just absolutely killing it. Uh, I would rather have Brown than Ingram. So, so, so uh, no one sneaks into our top three. We got no one sneaks into our top three. Yeah, I, I go a little bit homer here, and then I take I take Jalen number two. It's really close. That's a debate. As I, Simmons I is a. I wrote it on my arm and then crossed it off. <laughs> by far, that's 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 important. That's a, so I have them as my by far uh, top three. The the rest of it gets squirrely. In the last draft, I think the top five were pretty set in stone. Here, the top three, I think, for me, were absolutely smashed in stone. And then it gets really, it gets kind of squirrely after that. It gets really squirrely. Yeah. Uh, so, number four, I have DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray, might yeah. Might not even make your list. The Spurs point guard, he's been playing really well. He's been given a great opportunity. I, I, I love I Murray. Like actually, I, like had a, him, I had him later. I have him like at, at my 10th pick. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, really love, I actually really love Murray. So, the reason why I like him is... Because of institutional reasons. Kawhi Leonard was like the 16th pick. And no one knew who he was. He was this dude from San Diego State. Aztecs. Oh, I was going to say, it. no one knows their mascot. But you actually do know their mascot. I like, their a, mascot. I like, I have, I like, I like college ball. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. You kind of caught me off guard there. Uh, you probably could have won a drink for me if you would have waited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. But, uh, oh, I got left his water, so it's okay. <laughs> 
I just think this guy's in the perfect system, and he's he's really talented. I think he'd be good anywhere, but I I think this guy has like star potential. Yeah, he's a lot. He's a long, long rangey NBA defender. Um, I mean, it's so hard. Like uh, you talked about this a little bit with the Celtics. It's so hard to judge Spurs, though. It's so hard yeah. to judge. Like, would you want to trade for this guy? Because when players leave the Spurs, they're trash. And when they're on the Spurs, they're fucking gold. Like. Would DeJounte Murray be Michael Carter Williams on another team? You know, right? It's uh, it's, it's so hard to tell. I don't know. Um, uh, but I do love him. I had him as my number ten pick for sure. I had him in my top ten, but just at the end, I had I had Jamal Murray as my number four. Wow. Okay. Jamal Murray. Uh, I mean, like a a, a a tall combo guard who's kind of leading the leading the way in, in Denver right now with uh, with Jokic and Millsap out. I mean, uh, you have him ahead of Dragon Bender. Adam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, oh just yeah. by a nose. I, nose yeah. I had Bender. I, just to be fair, I filled I filled Dragon as my number five, and Bender as my number six. So uh, just to, just to make up for that snub. No, Jamal Murray was my number four. Uh, speaks to the kind of the dearth of options in this draft. But I, I like Jamal. I think he's a. I think he's he's he he is a modern NBA player. He's going to be have a, a real solid career. He's a guy I'd like to see on the Celtics, which is how I judge a lot of players. So I had Jamal as my number four. Yeah, so what do you think about LeBron? Good on the Celtics? I think he'd be all right. Maybe all right, yeah. off the bench, he'd probably yeah. get some good minutes for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, our our, our front court rotation is pretty set. Our front court rotation is pretty set. Who did you have at number five? Number five, I had Malcolm Brogdon, the rookie of the year. The I mean, rookie of the year. It's a little bit ridiculous that he's fifth on my list when he was uh, selected. The rookie first. of the year. Yeah, we yeah, selected first last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he was brought into a situation where he was asked to be a sort of a leader on the team and to play 30 minutes a game and he, he did it really well. And it's amazing that a, a rookie can do that. Then they brought in Bledsoe, who's more talented and, yeah. you know, Brogdon went to the bench. Hey, so he's a pine. Yeah. Ride it for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Brogdon. Yeah. Kind of poured the water on that fire, but, uh. I like I like I like Brogdon at that spot. Five is, is good for him. I had some I had some bonus at that spot. I had Sabonis coming up. I had some bonus at the number five spot. I like uh, I mean you know just you know two thousand seventeen NBA. That's kind of big. I like to see, uh, but I had Brogdon as my number six. So just to spoil yeah. that. So yeah. I mean, I last year I thought Sabonis was really good at OKC. He was a rookie. Yeah. And he was starting. Yeah. He, he started every game. Like like what do you want from this guy? Like where. Like, his shot fell off, and his confidence went lower. Because all he's doing is catching and shooting. Like, you know, like, that's all Russ will let you do. It's really hard to make a shot when, like, you know, you come from college and you go to the NBA, and then when you're shooting, everyone's screaming in your ear. Yeah. And it's even harder when that everyone is your teammate, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, yeah. It's so much harder when he's like, hey, I need an assist. Don't miss, don't miss, don't miss. Don't miss. That's you know, my assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really tough. Like the dude's his second year in the NBA, and he he's putting up points in uh, Indiana. I I I love it. I love the lineage. I I believe yeah. that like your father teaches you. I believe that LeBron James' son is gonna be the future number one draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're growing up around like my dad or LeBron James. Like, 
Yeah, who's going to get you more ready? I mean, well, look at look at Curry. I mean, you know, he grew up with Son Del Curry. He's been shooting on NBA baskets all his life. It doesn't phase him to to shoot an NBA basket. NBA courts too, you know, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, NBA baskets, NBA courts his whole life. Like, no surprise that shit doesn't phase him. Like he's ready to go. Uh, wild, yeah. So we're through our we're through our top six right now. We're going into number seven. Who did you have at number seven, Matt? So my actual sixth, I, I, I'm on oh, six. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, Jakob Portal. Oh, nice. Yeah. Jakob Portal, man. He missed my top ten, but yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah. he's better than Ibaka. This dude is amazing. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> he's better, better than, than Ibaka. This dude is amazing. This, like. I must have missed a few Raptors games. Sorry, I got to catch up here. What the fuck? He's better than a You might have, yeah. I mean, I think uh, he's a little bit different than the big guy mold that we've uh-huh. seen being kind of phased out. The Valanciunas, the Nikola Vucevic. Like, oh, jeez, we're losing Roy Eastern Hibbert. European subscribers. No, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll go a little deeper. Roy Hibbert, like, like <laughs> these kind of dudes. I think uh, they've been kind of phased out. Jakob Portal, he's he's not like the three-point shooting stretchy, but he's he's athletic and he's uh, he's just the high-energy guy. He's almost like a Draymond Green, he's but young. just bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these things can fade. You know, he hasn't atrophied yet. Pay him eighty million dollars for four four years. You know, mm-hmm. everything might go away. Now yeah. he's young and hungry, and fuck, he is really good. And he's really good on the plus-minus. I think he's in the top twenty in the NBA for plus minus. So I mean, like that's that's pretty amazing to see like a young guy like this do that. Yeah. And uh, I think he's yeah. So I I I'm just. We're, I, we're, we're, I, I wouldn't build a team around him, but yeah. he's, he's a good role player to have. And uh, yeah, I, I I would he'd be a good guy in the Blazers. So we're through six right now. I'm at six, yeah. With our guys, um, and uh, yeah. Um, so number seven for me, I got a, jeez, I mean it gets it gets squirrely right there. I got I, just, this is a little recency bias. I got done from uh, from from Chicago. Jesus, wow, yeah, done. Yeah, I have wow. Yeah, yeah. Not on my list. Not on your list. Yeah, I'm not not. Also made a top twenty list for another podcast I do. Also not on <laughs> not, not your top twenty list. I don't know. I mean, recently, like he's he's been playing some good point guard for a terrible, terrible team. Again, that might be just a guy who's got the ball in his hands. But yeah. he's a big, rangy defender. He's been making moves. He's been doing a better job of getting to the basket and getting to the line over the recent games. He's been uh, had a few highlight highlight reel dunks in traffic that looked real special. He had a really nice start to the year last year in Minnesota. He tailed off very, very quickly when teams figured out that he can never ever shoot, and they just started. Absolutely abusing that fact, and uh, and it might be the same situation in Chicago. Shout out to Lonzo Ball. We might be in Chicago where just like teams don't even like plan for him, you know. <laughs> like teams don't even bother to be like out of. I think that's a huge part of the NBA is just sometimes you just don't give a fuck. Like fouling Andre Drummond last year. Yeah. Like teams could just do that every time. Like, yeah, okay, just yeah, follow. Yeah. It's like well, that's what you do. we're winning by twelve. It doesn't really matter. They're just right. Pistons. Well, let's get through the rest of this draft because this this one's a little bit slow. Who do you have at number seven? So, uh, number seven, I got DeJounte Murray. We talked about a little bit before, so I'll skip over that. I thought you already... What, didn't you do Murray at number at number four? You had him. I, uh, number... Eight? Oh, sorry, Jamal Murray. Sorry, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Murray. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said DeJounte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it wrong, yeah. So, excuse me. So, yeah. Excuse so, four, I got DeJounte Murray. Uh, next, I got uh, 
so Jamal Murray. To our number eight, yeah, seven Jamal Murray. So let's R- go to remember our Remember to our listeners, I am reading off my arm. Yeah, literally reading off your arm. It's not even like well written on your arm. Well, the problem is 2015 draft, I could write with my right hand yeah. on my left arm. Where is 2017? Is it really on your leg? <laughs> Are you actually taking your pants off? I, I'm getting naked for that one. But uh, right. 2016, I had to write with my left hand, my off hand on my right arm. It's not easy to read. But right. uh, so yeah, I got... Murray, Murray, we talked about Jamal. Jamal. Yeah, talk about that. And then uh, next, I got, you know, Buddy Heald. Bang! Number eight, He's... two. We're back on track. We're back on we track. Go. My number Great eight. Think alike. Buddy Heald, Buddy Heald. Yeah, number eight. He's good off the bench. And, you know, I don't really like what Sacramento is doing. Like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But I do like they brought in veterans and they're making their rookies and young guys compete. I, I think that's really important. Like, it's not you're 19, you can just come in and, and have all these minutes. Yeah. I like that there's like, oh, there's a guy in front of you. If you can beat him out, then yeah. you're the starter. Like, I really like that. So, uh, yeah, he's 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 in there running for sixth man of the year. But, yeah, but he healed, yeah, that, I mean. Uh, in the running. The As Vivek says, Top he's the, the second coming of, uh, I think, Jesus. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no. But he healed, I mean, it's a shallow, it's a shallow field from where from where we're going from here on in. Uh, but I like Buddy. Um, I like. I don't like the Sacramento Kings. I like the Sacramento Kings being terrible next year. So the Celtics get a really, really good pick. But uh, Buddy Hield, I would I take. Think you might be in for a pleasant surprise. At number eight. So we're both to our number nine pick right now. Who do you have at number nine? Number nine, I had Sabonis. Uh, we talked about a little yeah. bit before. Maybe I should have had him higher, to be honest, because I I do think he's a legit. Like I mean, he started as a rookie for OKC. Would you rather Thunder. have Sabonis or, or Hield? By your draft, I, you'd say healed, but I don't know. I don't know. If you're building a team, that's one that was, it, that's it, when you start to get in. Yeah. Neither of them would be your first pick. Right. So from then on, you're picking on context, right? Like, you know, like. Exactly. Yeah, what so. team am I? Exactly. I exactly, yeah. I had, uh, I had Thon McCurr as my number nine. Wow, okay. Yeah. Not I mean, on my list. A little potential. Potential guy, like, you know, a guy, uh, a stretchy seven-footer who's going to shoot threes and things like that, and uh, not, a, not a physical presence, but uh, I'm kind of banking a little bit of potential right here. I, I, I bounced him back and forth with with Levert, which, uh, who I might take right there, but, like, I kind of was just holding my nose at the second half of this draft. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I thought McCurr right there. Uh, guys playing significant minutes for a team that looked like an Eastern Conference contender for a little bit. And uh, maybe could again in the future. That was my number nine, and uh, my number ten is rounded yeah. out because I had I had uh, the Spurs Murray as my number ten. All right, my number ten, Joe Chi. Why? Because the NBA needs diversity. <laughs> Lin's out, Yao Ming's out. McCurr's from fucking like Sudan or some shit. What are you talking well, we about? We need some Asia. Yeah, he's a Chinese Asia's, guy. Uh, got like two fifths of the world's population. We need a do little f- representation. Do like, you follow Joe Chi yet on on Instagram? I don't follow. I don't have Instagram. No. Oh, okay. So First of all, your biggest ways. mistake is you don't have Instagram because you can't follow Joe Chi on Instagram. <laughs> Joe Chi's Instagram is amazing. It's so solid. It's so really? solid. Like what? It's it's ninety nine percent of pictures of meals Joe Chi is eating in Houston. <laughs> it's so good. Like oh oh barbecue Ch- hashtag Houston Rockets hashtag NBA hashtag, so, hashtag Asian stereotypes. He's clearly so happy to be in the NBA. It's the most heartwarming account to follow. I love Joe Chi's Instagram. Almost as much as I love Joe Chi never playing a minute for the Houston Rockets. Hey, he, he played enough to make a Shaqton a fool. He won, <laughs> he won Shaqton a fool last week. Oh, God. Poor Joe. There was a lay-in, and then uh, 
uh, Joe Chi was like inbounding the pass. Yeah. And he had his head down, didn't look, saw the ball in front of him, and like uh, scooped it up to like what he assumed would be a waiting like inbound receiver. Yeah. And just hit a player in the back of the head. <laughs> just, just fucking like, okay, you get two minutes a year. Come on, Joe. But, he uh, is preposterously skinny. Preposterously skinny. Is he skinnier than E.G. the N? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. E.G. the N could teach Joe Chi how to put on muscle. <laughs> teach him how to beat a chair. Chairman E has four Chinese... We talked about this in our first trivia pod. Uh, Chinese MVPs in the Chinese league, mm. which is divided between Chinese players and foreign players, which is hilarious. So, so crazy. Instead of Marbury has two, but in the foreign player side. Um, all right, that, that rounds up our, our, our top ten for, for last year's draft. Uh, it's about to get a lot harder. That one was that one was squirrely, though. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, any honorable mentions? Yuan uh, Herman Gomez was guy was kind of like close on my list. I don't know. I um, mean, Sir Dominic Poitier. Like, yeah, Poitier. Back to back years. Sir Dominic. All right, let's head into the most recent one, and where it's got to get real tough. Break down, Matt, for us the top ten of the most recent 2017 NBA draft. Yeah, you know, it's so hard to like to say just uh, about 30 games into the NBA season. You know, who's uh, who's a bust? Who's I'm ready. Who, who did teams miss? I know you're ready. These these picks could look bad in a couple of years. Our our you know our ideas, but. Uh, Right now, we're basing it on, uh, you know, who we think has shown us the most and who, uh, who's got the most potential, maybe, because mm-hmm. Fultz was the number one pick. Black! Has played a half a game, something like that, maybe two, two played, half <clears throat> games? He played like, no, he played like five or six games. Played yeah. five or six games? Alleged, allegedly played in the NBA? Yeah. I, mean, I never saw it, but allegedly. He had to NBA play games to get the record of zero three-pointers taken. <laughs> Lonzo Ball was the second Black pick. Black trash. Uh, has yet to play a fourth quarter. Tatum, number three. Sam, you want to go on a like rant? I'll say it. Okay, I'll say it for a redraft. Josh Jackson, number four. Apparently, they uh, the Cavaliers could have got Bledsoe for him, but they were unwilling to give up Josh Jackson. I think <laughs> they might reevaluate that trade right now. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox, pretty solid at number five. Jonathan Isaac, number six. Laurie Markkinen out of Finland. Who? Via Arizona. Uh, the seventh pick, Nakina. Eighth pick, Dennis Smith Jr. Ninth pick, and the most anonymous player in the NBA draft, drafted by the Portland Trailblazers. Zach Collins <laughs> played one game this year, did nothing. Horrible. What a waste. He's I'll a stash. Try. He's a stash. <laughs> okay, stash him somewhere he can play. Because <laughs> he can't play in the NBA. <laughs> stash stash him in Europe. Stash him in the G League. Something like that. Let's get into it, Matt. This it's, is fucking... This, this one's going to be controversial. It's lit. We agreed a lot on the last it couple. It is lit. Yeah, we did. We agreed with our top picks. I feel like this is the one where we might have the most disagreement amongst the top picks. Both of us agreed completely um, in the 2015 draft uh, for the top five. 2016, the top three, we had just a slightly different order. This year, we might get totally squirrely. 2017. Let's get into it. Would you like me to start, or would you like to start? Go for it, sir. Jason Tatum's the number one pick. Yep, I agree. Jason Tatum is just... Looks absolutely polished. 2017 wings who knocked down threes at a 40% clip. 
and can play in a system defense. I mean, it's, yeah, that's just, like, yeah, that, like, that's it. It kind of has it. He has the it factor. Dude. He has I, it. I love the it factor. He has the it and, like, the... And like yeah, like the you know, floor. Let's too. look at floor and ceiling. Okay, your floor and your ceiling. His ceiling is is awesome. His ceiling is Paul Pierce two But his floor is what he's already doing is so good because he's his not. His floor is Zach Collins ceiling. Is that, is that, I mean, he's taking like he's taking nothing off the table while he's doing these great things. Yeah. He's not hurting the team while he struggles to contribute in a meaningful way. He's contributing meaningfully immediately, and helping the team in every facet. He's on the court in in the in crunch time yeah. of huge games yeah. of games where the Celtics are the number one team against the Spurs. He was out there burying three pointers and keeping the Celtics in that. It was it, it's it's is so impressive what this young man is doing at this stage in the in the career, and the fact that he has the potential to only get better is wild. It's, yeah, it's it's almost scary. And and this can be said for all the Celtics, but the humbleness, you know, like mm-hmm. the willing the willingness to like go and just trust your coach. You don't really see that too much in the NBA. I think it's always it's a player's league. If the player wants the coach fired, he's fired. Like you know, yeah. like you're this young dude. Like you, you know, you have infinite potential. Any team would want you. You know, same yeah. with Kyrie as well. But like you're you're gonna like just buy into the system. Like it doesn't really happen that much. I know well, Stevens is like this great coach, but like that's a rare thing. Where... But the thing is, a young he's a young, super talented guy who gets drafted to a great team because yeah. of Danny Ainge's fleecing of Brooklyn, which is insane. Like this team was in the you know Eastern Conference Finals last year. And they they had the first pick. They traded it away, but they had they were in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they had the first pick. It's insane. Like this doesn't yeah. happen. This is Tim Duncan going to the Spurs. This right. is young player. Like imagine Jason Tatum on the Suns, you know, and replace Josh Jackson with Tatum. Yeah. And he's putting up shots with Booker, and he's his coach is fired a week right. into the season, and it's just like, huh? Like I'm sure he's and he's poised. Is that a salon? Yeah, who doesn't want to be at? Doesn't want to be there. He gets, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, he's definitely benefited from where he is, but he has taken one hundred percent full advantage of it and has been a revelation. Jason Tatum is is the is the first pick. Yeah, and you know it should be lost. Like we talked about last podcast about the one and done and how I'm such a, I'm I'm in such favor of this because, you know, who do you want your young your high school students to be coached by, your eighteen year old kids to be coached by? Rick Pitino. <laughs> well, okay, Who it. hires the best hookers? Rick Pitino. This is this totally just on my point. But Shisevsky <laughs> is like number one. Like you, uh, you, oh, sorry, sorry, you, you don't want. No, no, no. You're right. There's a lot of bad college coaches, and and there's a lot of money involved, and like there's there's ways to fuck it up. But like if you're going to train an 18 year old to get ready for the NBA, like do you want them to like? The Spanish League, do you want to send him to the G League? Or do you want to send him like to like a, a class act like you know Shusevsky? And I think I think it rubbed off a lot on Tatum. Like, you know Shusevsky teaches men like how to sorry. I disagree. I think to... I think he has succeeded oh. in spite of Shusevsky. Oh, I think yeah, yeah. is a goddamn uh, a, a shill. I don't know. No, no, like uh, I, I love I love the college system because I love watching college basketball, not because I love college coaches. Um I think Tatum is just, uh, and he's been so much. He's been better in the NBA than he was in, in college. It's it's wild. That was a team that that Duke team entered the year with Kennard and Grayson Allen as their best players. Yeah. Tatum eventually kind of emerged as their go-to guy. It was it was it was, and they they pick him out of the, they pick him out of Duke, 
And that, it, you know, they, they had to kind of talk to yourself. Yeah, that, this kid is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Love me some Tatum. Who do you have number two? This is this where I guess... This, ah, I'm super excited for that. Who do you have number two? See, I think one and two are pretty, like, pretty easy. Uh, uh, the number two I thought maybe could go number one. I think it's Donovan Mitchell. The 12th pick out of Utah. I had this, Donovan Mitchell number two as well. Yes. There we go. Ba-bang. All right. This dude, like, every fucking highlight of him is, like, Utah player shoots, Utah player misses. Holy shit, Donovan Mitchell just dunked it out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, the no. rebound in the air. Yeah. He's like six feet above the rim. Like, and mid dunk, he hugs six white Utah babies. Like, it's like. like How does he do it? I, oh my god. This I guy know, so good. is like, for, like, imagine a situation you come in with. A, where, like, it's Utah, the whitest place on earth. The great white hope has just left, and you have this guy who comes in. Who's like, like the most? Have you seen him in interviews? Have you heard him talk? He's like the most composed, natural, comfortable. Like that's why I haven't heard him in interviews. Eye contact making. Like he's just like he's the opposite of like the head down, the like stop quote guy. He is such like Utah is in love with Donovan Mitchell for the yeah. right reason because this guy is fucking amazing. I'm in love with Donovan Mitchell. Imagine this if still had Hayward. Crazy. Oh like, that God. team would be really good. They would be so good because their offense would be so much more potent. And, uh, 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 yeah, it's, it is crazy. Just imagine, like, the Celtics could be where they are without Hayward because they are there without Hayward. Yeah. It would make the league interesting, but no, Celtics got Hayward. Um, Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, man, just a awesome guy, awesome star. Yeah. What a credit to our to the league to have him. It's great for Utah, too. Like, when you're in this small market, like I've been in my whole life, you know, you, you need someone who's exciting. Like, you know, is Damian Lillard and McCollum, is that going to win you a championship? It's like, nope. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Nope. <laughs> we don't know. But, uh, you know, you need something exciting. That that puts people in the seats. That makes me watch the games. I want something exciting. I, I don't yeah. want to see them just tear it down and stuff. Like, you know, Utah, like, they lost their best player. But they, they add a really exciting guy. Not like a, a lunch pail guy or a blue collar guy. Just a really, really exciting dude. Flash, like, an athlete. What team in the league would want Mitchell? You know, yeah, who might be a top five player in 10 years. You know, like we don't. You don't know. He's this got, guy he's got is the potential for that. lightning. He yeah. is lightning in a bottle. He's so competitive. He's yeah. even more athletic so than Joe Ingles. So it's, yeah, it's, barely, it's, barely. They, I think they had a jump contest. <laughs> Joe Ingles, the superstar. Um, okay, that's cool. I'm glad we agreed on that because I thought it got a little bit squirrely, but like, yeah, I I, I agreed with with Donovan Mitchell being right there. Um, so we we both had Laurie Markin number three, and then uh, so who do you have in number four? No, no, sorry, number number three. Who is your number three uh, pick? All right, we can't overthink this too much. It's Fultz. Fultz was a number one pick. He's not no, in my top ten. No, he's not in my top ten. Come on, Sam. He's not come my top on, ten. Come on. He's, he's the number one pick. He's the consensus number one pick. Yeah. Everyone picked him number one. Yeah. He's just, uh, he's a little shy, you know? Did you really have Fultz at number three? Yeah, I have Fultz at number three. I do not I joke around a lot. But, uh, you know, he doesn't, I mean, you know, it, it's been a really bad start. It's hard to defend him. <laughs> but he was the consensus number one. Yeah. The consensus number one. If if a team would have taken Dennis Smith Jr., I'm sorry, uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell or Tatum number one, they would have been criticized. This is ridiculous. They would have been roasted. Right. This is F grade. You know, like, 
it's false. It's always false. And the guy, he's not really injured, but he's not playing. I don't really know what's going on there. But you still have that number one overall potential. And it's only been two months. Like, we can't sell all of his potential. So let's say we take that bad point guard team that you mentioned in the, in the, in the, in the last podcast. The Cavaliers. team with the worst point, the Cavaliers. They can choose right now to have Dennis Smith Jr. or Marco Fultz. You're the GM of Cleveland. Who do you take? I mean, you, well, it's a little bit unfair not, because not. of the window of like there's a win now window yeah, with LeBron. Window. So you theoretically want a player who actually plays basketball, which Marco Fultz is not. So you're biased towards the guy who plays basketball. As yeah, a, Sam, your as biases a are really like showing like just because the guy doesn't play basketball doesn't mean he's a bad basketball player. Like he doesn't play. Yeah, you, you, don't don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. He is a question mark. I had Dennis <laughs> Smith Jr. Number three. Answer. Anyway, I had Dennis Smith Jr. Number three. Um, I, I, and Adam four. I, I, I agree. This might be a, this might be a slightly uh, a short-sighted uh, take. But uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, is a is a is a basketball player who currently plays basketball for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, that's so controversial, man. <laughs> that's microaggressions, man. I mean, I love I, I, you know, like you're just adding like a hundred thousand followers to your Instagram account just by signing this guy. I, he, he's so exciting. He's uh, he's such a great dunker in game and everything like that. He's, he's and, a and, lot and, like Donovan Mitchell, eh? What's that? Uh, he's like he's like Donovan Mitchell, but like Donovan Mitchell, like will just put the team on his back. I don't know, and just carry him like Utah's winning. Dallas is. Dallas is like you know a couple of Harrison Barnes chucks. Why is Dallas not winning? Harrison Barnes wasn't. I don't get it. What's it? Yeah. I, I thought that like Derek, I was like you have got Seth Curry, Yogi Ferrell. Remember Yogi Ferrell was the thing. <laughs> I just like if Yogi I think, Ferrell like, was Asian. That'd be the biggest story last year. This is the they had wings like you know like I was like I was like Wesley Matthews and Harrison Barnes are like the kind of NBA players you want. Anyway, I had Smith Jr. as number three. You had him as number four. Yeah. So what's your fourth? Well, I did not have. Um, Feltz is number four. A different point guard, uh, Frankie Smokes, is my number four hmm. pick from the New York Knicks. Uh, behind I Dennis think Smith I have Jr. Him at eight, yeah. notably. Um, uh, behind, behind. Dennis I think Smith. LeBron would agree with you. I wanted to put those guys like uh, back to back. I like. I love the pairing of those two. It's one of my favorite things about the 2017 draft is the way like Fultz and Tatum will be tied together kind of forever. And I think Frankie Smokes and Dennis you Smith. Have Frankie will be... Smokes over Lonzo and Fultz. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Lonzo's not in my top ten. Laurie Markkinen is above Lonzo. <laughs> 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 but not, wow. But not in a, but not in my yeah. But yeah. No. No. I have yeah. No. I would yeah. I would take Frankie Smokes over Lonzo and 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 uh, I would take I would take MB, I would take players who have played in the NBA well over pure hypothetical bullshit. Faults is, is done. I don't. I, I think done. I think Faults. I don't. I, I don't think Faults has a moment in the NBA. Wow. Yeah. Shots fired, huh? Yeah, I don't think he does. You come in the NBA. Like, why is he missing? Why is he not playing basketball now? Because he's not ready, Sam. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? What? Come not on. Ready. Not ready. How can you say these words and be like, I would Sam. still take Fultz third? Sam, he's not ready, okay? How can you say this? But like, seriously, how can you say that and still be like, I would take him over Dennis Smith Jr.? Not ready, okay? Like, Dennis Smith Jr. will play basketball. It's so fucking crazy. He's not ready. <laughs> it's so wild. Not injured. You would really take Fultz over Dennis Smith Jr. If you were running an NBA team. For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. He will play basketball. Is he going to play basketball? Okay, can, can I uh, 
dive into a little uh, Bill Simmons. Yeah. Finally, right around NBA. Finally, you know, uh, Sam and I, we love Bill Simmons. But, uh, yeah. His, uh, his columns, I would say, the last two years have not been good. Oh, uh, mailbags. But uh, this 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 Read week was all give me trades, ideas. NBA yeah. trades. Yeah. And his last one, before he even talked about it, he prefaced it with six like prefaces. Like I'm, I understand. Like it's this, and I, I it's a hypothetical. I understand. Like that. Blah, blah, blah. Portland, C.J. McCollum to Philadelphia for a Fultz, Amir Johnson, and a first round pick. And a, a Philly first round pick. Yeah. If you're so who, so I mean like, I I was thinking about like I've gone back and forth so many times like yep. but like I mean you're getting the number one pick like two months ago he was the number one pick like everyone was mm-hmm. so excited to see him he's better than Embiid he's better than Simmons like uh. this is the narrative. Uh. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's been a rough two months, but like sure. you know give up McCollum for for him. Mm-hmm. It, it was a really like it was the last part of his thing. He yeah he, wow. he 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 braced everyone for it. It was like this whole thing like don't email me all this bullshit because I'm saying this and this and this. Like what do you think about that? This kind of like this trade like giving up a known a known quantity probably like top twenty five top thirty yeah. best player in the NBA. If I, I super I, efficient, I know my answers for both teams immediately. What do you, What do you think? Because you're the Portland fan. I'm more. I, that's more I, interesting. I, I really don't know. You to, don't know. Just to be honest, like I, I don't have an opinion. As I, a I've Portland gone back GM, and forth. You, 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 I, I mean, it seems like you need to roll the dice a little bit to win in the NBA. Like you need yeah. to kind of like you know Three Kevin games. Love for Clay Thompson. Like oh, of course, take Kevin Love. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for you, sure. Yeah. So maybe Clay Thompson will work out tomorrow. Like yeah. I, I think getting that this uh, high draft pick. Dude, like, uh, and this you know, consensus number one. Mm. I, if I'm it, Philly, I say yes really fast. Yeah, really? Okay. No. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I think, I think like, Philly makes a lot of noise in the East, and, like, Redick is a really nice shooter running around those guys, around Simmons. You put McCollum and Redick around Simmons? Yeah. Holy fuck. Like, if I'm Philly, I say yes, 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 yes. Because they might win now. They might win now big. They might do really well. Just with... Like, even Embiid's health as a question mark. Just Simmons, Redick, and McCollum. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. And if I'm Portland, I say, no. <laughs> no, no, no. We're keeping McCollum. I really, really like McCollum, and I, and I, and I really, really hate Fultz. Mm. Uh, but it's early, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, okay. I mean, Portland, it, it, it depends. Are you like, is Portland pushing the reset? But what's Portland doing? Like, we can talk about that. Let's talk about that in our next pod because I had some yeah, questions about you about Portland, about that middle pack. So, anyway, uh, man, we're only through um, uh, Tatum Mitchell. Uh, I had Smith and Smokes. You had Tatum Mitchell, um, Tatum Mitchell, Fultz, and yep. Smith. So, we're on to number five. So I got Lonzo. I, I not in my top ten. I I believe with potential. It just like he's he's starting as a as a rookie. I I, I think he's got the potential. I, I mentioned it before on a podcast that uh, I think this off season he's going to change his shot. Like yeah. I think that's a thing. I think the Lakers are all in. They have good people. Rob Palinka, Magic Johnson. They have good people running the show, mm-hmm. and they're just gonna. 
just invest the money and get some shot doctor to come in. And I, you, we yeah. see it all the time. We see players, we see sinners shooting threes. You know, like we see yeah. players who don't who don't shoot before. Now now they're like stroking it. You know, so I, I do we don't do we see shots that unconventional reworked that way? Like you know, like well, how about just don't fucking do that shot? Do, shot. <laughs> do like, this other shot. Not like I don't know, here's man. Here's a tweak to your shot. No, it's like. Just don't do your. But the shot. thing is, a lot of time it is a tweak. It's like your release point is low, so just like bring your elbow up. It's instead of like, don't bring the ball entirely across your body and then fling it just with your Clockwise. wrist. Like yeah, like just it's a wild. Like I don't know, Lonzo's not in my top ten. I don't know. I had a uh, I had Collins from Atlanta. This guy is uh, over is, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, I and over Fultz. I haven't put Fultz in yet. Either <laughs> these top Sam two guys. Sam and swinging each other. Yeah, I don't know, man. I fucking I, the, the top. I'll tell you right now, the top two are not in my top ten. Mm. I don't have Fultz or Lonzo in my top ten. I think they are trash, and they will be trash forever. Uh, and I could be. I'm willing to be proven wrong by by Fultz. If if Ball if Lonzo proves me wrong, I'll jump out a window. Yeah, uh, and to all of our <laughs> listeners, like. Just for the future, uh, a really fun drinking game to play with your friends. Like every time Sam describes something as trash, just take a shot. Take a shot. It's if we talk about the Lakers, you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna get drunk. Uh, yeah, I call him this guy's uh, gobbling up everything. I love I love his energy. He's a defensive player. Uh, uh, I, I'll admit I've watched two Hawks games, and uh, Collins is good in both of them. I like him. Top five is done. Let's move to number six. I like uh, I like Laurie Markin. I think he's the finisher. Yeah, that's perfect. That's like the greatest name. Ever. I have him at number eight. I have the finisher at eight. I think he's sort of a unicorn in the making. Potential, I, I, yeah. He's played really well. His yeah. arms are a little bit too short for like NBA elite True defense. unicorn status, yeah. He's yeah. more like T-Rex defense. But, uh, <laughs> I like but, that, uh, T-Rex yeah. D, yeah. <laughs> I, I like Laurie Market. I like the, like, you know, when the finisher's like that, uh, I don't know, like, I like the finisher, I like what he's, uh, I, I like, what he's, I had him at number eight, um, he does his arms, I do worry when there's, like, a guy, there's, like, a clear parallel for a tall European, like, oh, you're the next, like, Kristaps type guy, yeah, and when there's, like, a clear parallel like that, the second guy is never as good, you yeah. know, it's just never, like, you're we too close, ten years waiting for the next Dirk, exactly, and now, like, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know, I'm a little worried, but I have an eight, I had, a, a OG Ananube, from the hmm. uh, Toronto Raptors on as, my list. as my next pick. Uh, a guy, like, I love the way he uh, just moves the ball in that offense. Like, yeah. keeps, like, like as a rookie, just, like, makes these snap choices and, like, keeps it going and, like, just fits in pretty seamlessly with what they're doing. Uh, I like how NBA kind of ready he seems. I feel like you could just put him on any roster, and that's a great, like, little rotation piece you have right there. Absolutely. So I like him. Uh, for nothing uh, nothing hugely special, but he's my number number six. That's really fair, yeah. I like it. Uh, let's move to number seven. I had Jonathan Isaac, number seven. Wow, none of my list. Guy who hasn't, like, really shown a whole lot, but, like, as like as a piece is just... Uh, it's probably pretty hypocritical when I've just trashed Blonzo and Fultz for being pieces that I haven't shown stuff. Yet I still keep Isaac in there. But a, 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 a switchable, rangy big... It's 2017. I, I I like that a lot, and um and uh, from the little flashes I've seen, I, I, I like Isaac. I, I still trust him. Um, I probably just hate faults and ball. I guess I don't know. That's yeah. my number seven. A lot of people do. Uh, so number seven, I got a uh, Nilakina. I I, there I just go. I, 
You know, the NBA, like, if you couldn't do one thing really well, I think you have a, a long NBA career. And he's really good at defense. And, and everything else is coming along. Like, I, I like this dude. I think he's got the potential to be, like, top 10 point guard in the NBA. Yeah. Like, like a good above average point Yeah. Guard. I mean, and again, talk about, we talk about floor and ceiling with Frankie Smokes. His floor is, like, an above average defender already. Like, yeah. You're above average NBA he defender. does one thing really, really well. That's great, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And uh, for number eight... I had the finisher right there, so I talked about that one already. Number eight. Kuzma! The Kuz! The Kuz! The Kuz! The Kuz is my number nine. All right, yeah. You know, I'm not a huge fan of point guards who just score but don't play defense, but I am a fan of wings that just score and don't play defense. Yeah, you know he he's so good off the ball, and he's he's such a good shooter, and I I hope he can learn a couple other things, but uh, I, I've just been so impressed with everything everything I've seen. He killed it in summer league, and then he brought it to the NBA. Like that doesn't happen a lot. Usually yeah. you see like uh, people skip. He has the frame of like someone who's gonna fall off. Like yeah. that's the guy oh, yeah. who falls For off. Sure. He this not. is the, the first time I've talked about him on that podcast. To be honest, like I think we had a little. Time. We 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 yelled Kuzma at least once before. Maybe that was just when we were drunk outside in the combat zone. But just, just shouting. Just yeah, Kuzma and a random passerby. So that's your your number eight is uh, is Kuzma. He was my number nine. Uh, so Kuzma, you have eight. Uh, I had the finisher. At eight. Okay. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Already already over marketing. So who's your number nine? My number nine was uh, OG. OG Anunoby. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's good. He's kind of you know when you get this point in the draft, just sort of like you know which players are going to help you fill out your roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I don't think he has all star. That's why Lonzo and Markel are both not on my top ten. Yeah, because <laughs> those guys fire. don't want to fill. You hear that, Levar? Huh? Huh? Come on the podcast next week. Defend yourself. Yeah, there's a spot uh, on my bed for you and Steve Kerr. You can sit next to each you other. You can share. Sam will sleep on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. OG is just, he's solid, he's good, I don't think he's great, but yeah. he, he does show a little bit of flashes of someone who might be great, so I'm, I'm excited to watch, Ball mover, to see yeah. where he goes, the, yeah, 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 the ball's not stopping with him, yeah, my number 10, I had, uh, I guess, semi Ojale for the Celtics, wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck you, I checked the box Balls. score yesterday, ball, yeah, coach's decision did not play, yeah, well, sometimes coach makes decisions, and did we trust play. in the coach, wow. I started with Tatum. I'm finished with Semi. Danny Ainge is killing the draft. That's how I'm taking that. I, I trust in Danny. First and tenth Semi. I want him on my team. Wow. Instead of before ball or false. Fucking. Yeah, that's my tenth pick. Wow. That, that, that's, that's pretty amazing. My tenth pick, I'm going to also take a homer pick. Dylan Brooks out of the University of Oregon. Oh, He's different. Starting. Different. Starting for the Memphis oh, yeah. He was starting the whole year, even when they were. Good. I had some Darius Thornwell 11, so that's interesting. Okay, cool. <laughs> now that they're like uh, sort of a, a freak show and players are injured and coaches are being fired, like it's a little bit more ridiculous. But he started. He's played the whole season as a starter. Yeah. Not too many rookies go to playoff teams and become the starter. Yeah, not a lot. Dylan Brooks killing it, shooting uh, close to the 90-40-50 club. And uh, almost as good as Tony Allen was. Almost as good as Tony Allen. Hopefully, one day he can replace him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, probably explain that. To I, 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 <laughs> I, I, yeah, I actually really like Dylan Brooks. Like, it's a bit of a homer pick, but it's a homer pick I've talked myself into. That's a smart homer pick. I, That's a good one. I, that, guy yeah. is, that guy's been getting it done. Uh, absolutely, yeah, been doing it. That's, and that's, for a playoff team, like everyone we've named so far, 
I thought the 76ers are probably not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And you're, of course, you're Celtics. The Celtics, picks, yeah, but, uh, with uh, two, two picks in the top ten, if you trust my list. Uh, I honestly have to say, your list, your list was really, really good, going back over, those, over the top ten for the last three years. Uh, we agreed for a lot of the spots at the top, but we really got into it, especially over the last year. We disagreed a lot. Uh, mostly over those top two picks, which you still kept in your top ten. I have given up on them, written off. And that, that just remains to be seen, as many of these things do. Our futures are best. But one thing you can trust with Dunky very much is we keep track of that stuff, and we'll yeah, come we back do. at it again. Yeah, for sure. and, uh, and if we lose, we lose. Uh, if you listen to our part two of our Brandon Thompson podcast, I lost quite a few right there. And I'll take that. We'll one. take that. We'll take that. That was a good one as well. And this was a great one, man. Awesome, awesome stuff. We, we, we just did an hour. Let's, let's, let's wrap it up, man. That's fantastic. Uh, great stuff. That. Looking over the last three. Join us again next time on the pod. We're going to be breaking down um, some recent NBA news, bouncing around the league, talking about the things that we see, talking a little bit of trade chatter, and, uh, and going in on some more deep dives in the NBA. Thank you very much. This has been Dunk You Very Much. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you.